episode of the top podcast i'm your host and join with me are lou and mike hey what's up we usually like to start it off with a fun silly question this week's questions come from uh, a good friend of mine trainer cantwell which i talked about a little on the show they're gonna kind of be quick so we're gonna hit up all three. First question is bungee jump or skydive oh that's a great question if if it wasn't well i guess a weight the weight comes in the factor for either i'd say skydiving then because I, I don't trust that little rope to you know come back up with me falling down at a uh, speed of gravity Think I am think I bungee jump or am I? Do I, I have a dude? I think you can be in tandem or free fall. It, it's up to you. I think. I, think I, I mean, I think skydive for sure. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I think the skydive would be more thrilling in the fall, but I think the the getting pulled back up of bungee jumping sounds really fun. Gosh, I mean, it's a coin toss. I'm going to say bungee jump, but just I'm to be not. different. I mean. It was my first instincts. They both just sound like so much fun. Next. We'll have to test them both out and see which one's better. There we go. We'll write, do attacks right off. <laughs> Next one is, have you guys ever had a strange deja vu moment? Dude, all the time, but they're never exciting. Does one come to your head right at the... Uh, the most vivid one was we went to... My parents had a small group barbecue i just had like the most vivid deja vu of like standing on the the driveway waiting for them to be ready to go they're doing the whole michigan goodbye thing and it was very specifically like the way the lights were coming out of the pool and i was like okay i know like and it, this happens to me so often where i'm like i distinctly remember having this dream but it's like I, can't, I know it's deja vu but it feels so real and also it's like even if it like let's say i am having prophetic dreams how freaking boring is that mm-hmm that I just like, you know, so I'd rather it be deja vu than have it be like I actually did dream this moment in the in the past and now it's happening and it's super lame. That's my be su- like the world's worst superpower. Yeah, that's why my superpower. I have premonitions, but they're the most mundane things ever. I'm have white bread on my sandwich in five years. <laughs> How about you, Lou? Do you have any premonitions or deja vu? Uh, yeah, deja vu for me. Um, I spent a lot of time in the grocery store picking up groceries for people and stuff. And it's usually when like a series of things happen. So like an old lady doesn't know where to put her card in the reader. And then a kid is crying in the corner. And then behind me, somebody's arguing about the price of milk. One coworker is talking to another coworker about somebody, some other coworker. Like that, that like mixture of things. I feel like I get deja vu like constantly. Like mm-hmm. uh, the Final Destination. Do you remember? Do you remember those movies? Uh, I know the premise. I know Fantastically so. mediocre films. <laughs> I don't know where I thought that I was going to go. <laughs> expect to get. Yeah, I didn't. Aggressively <laughs> medium. Like, those uh, movies. Just mid. <laughs> Not just mid. I mean, they're I like peak mid. They they hit when I was a child. I don't know how they are now. Yeah. Wasn't there like yeah, yeah, yeah. seven or eight of them? There's yeah. There's a ton. I guess I can really. I saw the first one, and I assume they favorite. didn't get much better as they went on. You, you, you cannot judge a whole series if you just watched one of them, one out of eight. That's true, but I've watched a lot of series, and they rarely get like. I can't think of a single series with like eight movies that just gets better and better and better as it goes. You might get one or two that are better than the first one, but when there's that many, it's like okay, we're we're milking for content at this point. Yeah, like Saw, did, uh, it just went kind of downhill. There's guess, there's a few bumps, but it's mostly downhill after the first one. Yeah, I mean, I think the first Saw is not as good as Saw 2 or Saw 3. And then the same Saw for like, Marvel movies. Marvel movies got better. That's, I'll give and you a Marvel movie. And then it didn't movie. get better. But that's... Um, 
that's well, still they have the advantage of having like 57 characters to work with. Like if they had to make eight Iron Man movies, honestly, they probably still could do it because there's such a backlog. But it would be a lot harder to make all of them good. Well, most people didn't like Iron Man two and three, right? I believe not. That was iffy. But that's kind of my point, though. It's like now, now, do you want to sit through four, five, and six, and seven, and eight? I, I've never seen much to the surprise of most people. I have not seen any Iron Man movies, so honestly, no. even the first one, you're not missing out on that much. It was. Fun. Really, I feel like everyone's like gives me like a, no. a gasp look, a shocked look when I tell them. So it's because people act like Marvel is something like I don't know. I I have really bad superhero fatigue. I think but, most people do uh, at this point. Yeah, I've had it. I I quit at like Guardians too. I was like, I cannot keep doing this. If it's not Spider Man, leave me alone. But yeah, I think it's because it's the first of the Avengers movies. People remember it as being better than it is. All that to say, Lou, what were you saying about a uh, final destination? <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. We, I started. No, that was 100 percent um, my fault. So, like, when when something happens, right? Oh, deja vu. Like a tangent of things. Yeah, yeah, deja vu. <laughs> and so you get that like that tangent of like the the plane is crashing, but like mm. before the plane crashes, you know, mm, other people yeah, are doing other things. things, and then the plane crashes. Yeah, that's how I get when I'm like at the grocery store. Is like I've seen the same people complain about the price of me hundreds of times and it deja vu's me all the time for me probably the most like premonition deja vu thing i had it was uh my first year senior staff at some point i had this dream where i knew i was at camp and i was surrounded by friends and like we were watching something on the computer and like it was this um this game where some guy person aimed down their sight and for some reason like that scene just stuck with me in my dream then like I, some months later i was working i was at camp and i was we were sitting on the couch watching e3 back when that was a thing and it was a, a trailer for the first kill zone that came out on PlayStation 3. And he aimed down his sights. And it was like the same exact sight and things I saw. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? So a little, little less mundane, but nothing special. I mean, Rob can predict scenes. One scene per trailer per 10 years. Yep. Per console yeah. generation. And most of those EAs, most of those trailers were didn't even make it to the, to the actual game. Yeah, for E3. The last question we have from Trainer Cantwell is, how far is too far? So it's, it's one of those, you know how like, with comedy, like it can stop being funny for a little bit and then it can become funny again if you just stick with it long enough. So I'd say if you go far enough south that you hit Ohio, you've gone too far. But if you persist until you hit Kentucky, then it's it's good again. It's not a matter of far. It's just a matter of whether or not you're in Ohio. <laughs> if you guys want to say anything more profound than that. Yeah, for real. I was trying to think of something. But then he went to Ohio because I was also going to make a, a geographical location joke. But then you kind of wrapped it all up. If you guys want to ask us any questions, feel free to reach out on our socials. You can find us on Twitter slash X and Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. And we'll read them on the chat if we think they're good. Or if we think they're really, really bad. That's true. We now have breaking news. We do have some some breaking news. There has been an infection. There's been an infection of toppers that have broken out in Purdue, Canada. It's, oh. it's a whole 10 of them. It's, it's catching on up there. That's like a solid percentage of our listenership. So right. shout out to Saskatchewan, just north or just north of North Dakota. So, I mean, maybe my influences brought it out there. But that is our our toppers hot zone of the week. Purdue, Canada. I like that. Ooh, I like that a lot. That's pretty cute. Yeah, uh, I would the- like to make a, a statement. I, I'm not expecting to win the vote or anything, but I would like to officially stand in protest against the term toppers. <laughs> We've just, I Lucius mean, ran with it, so okay. I was just going with it. I, I, I'm not going to do your thing. Uh, to, tro- uh, to quote the great Travis Kelsey, you want to talk your sh- talk your sh- to him. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, but uh, I don't so, think Travis Kelsey was the first person to say that. <laughs> uh, I, I don't. Well, either, the person I, that I, the person that first said that, that they date Taylor Swift didn't think so. Bam! Mike dropped the podcast <laughs> oh, out. Okay. So hey, look at that! Just oh, from okay. saying that, we uh we, we're on trending now. What up, though? This is Rob. Just want to let you know this podcast is sponsored by a Twitter slash X account. Whatever it's called. Follow us on the Musk platform for any new updates. Also, feel free to add us and ask us any questions you may be wondering. You can find us at the underscore top underscore podcast. The first 10 people who follow us will be our favorite fans for the week. Once again, that's the top podcast underscore between each word. Follow us and send us the flaming hot takes you've been dying to share with people. Peace out. This week, I, the topic I chose was top five fantasy realms. And I, I have two caveats. The first caveat, which I said in air, is you're only allowed one alternative Earth. And then the second caveat, which I, I thought of later because I figured this would most likely be in our top five, is if you pick a Pokemon, uh, a, a world in Pokemon, you have to be, pick a region specific. For my first one, I kind of went a little different than how I planned out the rest of my list. Most of my list is based on what places I could live as like a normal human being and, you know, find safety, but also have like a job and work. I don't want just a utopia because I feel like after a while I'd get bored. Like uh, we said before in the podcast, if I go two weeks without any schedule, my life just like falls apart. So this one, though, was as a kid, you know, only child, a single parent. Uh, I was home a lot. And, you know, that's just kind of how life works. And I spent a lot of time uh, escaping into the, the the world of Legends of the Ocarina of Time. There's the whole Hyrule there. I would make mm. up stories and, you know, Link was interacting with this person, but he had to go make a delivery there and just make up some stupid stories that, you know, um, I never went anywhere. And I I really would not want to live there, especially like during the times of like Ganon and Ganondorf and all that. But I felt like I would be I wouldn't be true to myself if I left off the list. So that's my number five. Yeah, the, that uh, the little seven year blip on the radar looked really un- unpleasant. Yeah, maybe if I was in like, uh, what is it? Kakariko Village of the Kokiri Forest. You know, that probably wouldn't be too bad. Well, Kokiri Forest also gets invaded. Yeah, so, there's well, nowhere, nowhere safe. But I love Zora's Domain as a kid, like just going there as a as kid Link, young Link. Oh, my gosh. I love the, the all the water and then just the music. I thought it was perfect. Uh, yeah, the music that they that, that game had such great atmospheric tracks. Um, like the Forest Temple is still one of my all time favorite dungeons. And it's at least 50 percent just because of how good the um, the theme for that that dungeon is. I always like the and all the free money though would be nice too. That that is nice, but that's true. <laughs> at what point does inflation start to kick in? Uh, well, I've been, I've, I feel like nobody else knows about it except for <laughs> just for just you. link. You have to have a tri- piece of the Triforce to get it. Let's say if that mm-hmm. if you did cut grass and you got money out of it, would lawn service then be a, a free? Would it be free for people? Like if you're a, a lawn mowing company, like you used to do, Lou, would you just take whatever money you found cutting the yard and you take that as your 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 paycheck, or would you still make them pay for it? I would. Still make them pay for it. <laughs> it's not like money. when I found, like, if I ever found a five dollar bill cutting a lawn, I wouldn't say, "Oh, I guess this five dollar bill is paid for." Yeah, like, not I taking off their bill. bill. See, I'd almost charge no. people <laughs> to cut my lawn at that point. I'd be like, "Look, you come, we split the take." I guess it depends on how like money fertile your your lawn is. <laughs> That's true. That's your point. Yeah, it doesn't seem like anybody else knows that there's just cash everywhere. And then the only issue is, is that. If you accidentally hit a chicken, you'll just get massacred. Well, one is time is only bad. in the new games, or is it? The, no, that, that goes. I think that goes. Here? That goes back farther than Ocarina of Time. Yeah, I think it goes. Started at least, in Link to the Past. Yeah, all right. The Cocos. Is that what they're called? How many times can you hit a chicken mm-hmm. before? That freaked me out as a kid. Like that little cutscene they played. I'm just like, oh no, I've made a mistake. And this is where Rob knew he fucked up. Yep. 
Sometimes I do it just to see how long I could is like that, run around and not die. Is that why like Skyrim is like that too? Do you think they like pulled a, a page from Zelda? I mean, the, can't hit a chicken. Well, I mean, I think it's just that's someone's livestock, and you know, you because you can't hit a cow either. So I think it just has to do that you're damaging someone's property, so you get in trouble. There was a time though, like early on in the game, where there's a bug where the chicken could actually report you for a crime. So that could have been like it. Chicken's just like, I just saw this man murdering people. <laughs> but it, that's hilarious. For my number five, I went with the Johto region of Pokemon. Good choice. Yeah, I I, uh, I agree. I think one Johto is one of the more laid back and just peaceful regions. You know, there's a lot. There's a less uh, less of a focus on big cities, which is very much in alignment with what I like. I'm not a big city kind of guy. Anything over three stories, I'm like, eh, get that out of here. I think Gen Gen One and Two Pokemon have always been my favorite. I like the later gens. I'm not a full on Gen Oneer, but it, there's there's a little bit of that in my DNA. So for that reason, I would definitely pick it. And then just at the end of the day, it's like everybody kind of sucks at Pokemon in these games. So you don't really have to worry about money. You know, you just go out, beat a couple of cool trainers and make a bunch of cash. And you're set and you can just kind of do whatever you want. Uh, plus, you know, you can take the bullet train, day trip to Kanto, kind of a cheat, but it's an option. Definitely one of the reasons I think I would enjoy the most problem with all that money is if I was a kid and having that, I would have so much candy. I'd be like 600 pounds. Like I can't go, can't go out and train anymore. You know, it's too many steps, you know, I'll just take this candy right here. <laughs> my first uh, gambling experience was Pokemon for sure. That's I think true. that's where a lot of my money would go. <laughs> that's true. The casinos. And they just let 10 year olds in there. I, I played the slots one time yeah. in red and blue yeah. and was like, uh, no, this is a waste of my money and would just buy <laughs> chips. <laughs> Uh, I'll just grind and grind and grind, and then I'd just be like, "All right, we got enough money to just like ten, like ten coin increments at a time." There was a, a way that if you got in the right rhythm, you could basically win every time in red and blue. That's how I got my polygon. Oh, Porygon, nice. sorry, Porygon, not polygon. Very cool. They're like a. Uh, I'm surprised that like, uh, you know how like uh, pit bosses they like bring people out. Yeah, there wasn't like a machamp and like kick them out of the casino. Machoke just waiting behind me, choke me out. <laughs> I'm a choke in a bl- like, no, like no shirt, a blazer, and a, a chain, <laughs> sunglasses. Yeah. yeah. If we have any artists out the there hat with a feather in it, yeah. If we have any artists out there and you draw that, we'll we'll retweet it on our, our socials. We'll, we'll spread the love. <laughs> and it, like yeah. behind them, it, behind Machoke is is uh, Squirtle with the glasses. I'd be like, <laughs> right, you f-ed up kid. <laughs> That was before. That was when Squirtle was still in his uh, gangbanger days. So. Shout out to Squirtle, man. People don't give him enough credit being an ex gangbanger. Uh, my number five, pretty basic. Uh, I think it's because I'm playing. Oh, my bad. I even forgot to say this. So when I started this, all of my favorite fantasy worlds were just different Earths. So I had a really hard time trying to figure out which one to pick. I also wanted to be a basic dude, but I thought it'd be funny if I was just a bread baker. So I picked the worlds where I could be the best bread baker possible. <laughs> so my number five is Faerun. So mm-hmm. I picked, I was looking through different cities. If you don't know what Faerun is, it's D&D, Dungeons and Dragons. And so I picked Silvery Moon. It's a small little quake city. It looks beautiful. It really looks like a really cool place to bake bread. Did, did you just like <laughs> look on a map? Because like, I, I would understand like, I guess, like, I, most people that know what Faerun is know, like, Boulder's Gate, you know, Waterdeep. But wh- where's this silver whatever? I've, I've never I, heard of I it. I just looked up different worlds. 
Uh, me neither. And so I just looked up different worlds in, in D&D and places to uh, place best places to live. And Silverly Moon was the one that popped up. Hmm. Yeah. It's a Northwest fair, fair room. Okay. I mean, that's so fair. It's like a little Hobbit town. Yeah. I don't know if you guys are looking at it right now, but uh, it's just like a chill little spot. I love that being able to like, where is the best place where I can bake bread is the way you, uh, <laughs> the way you like decided that that cracks me up. We were, we were talking about like, uh, do you get the main character's powers? And we, you said yes. And I thought to myself, I don't want to be the main character. Like the main character never has a good time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, if, no, seriously. If they do most most likely the person that they're having the most fun with will die. So it's like, I don't want my wife and kids murdered while I go out and try to save the world. I'm just out here just trying to bake some bread. Yeah, I'm wondering if, uh, we'll see if you have any sci-fi, but I feel like baking bread in the sci-fi universe would be quite easy. Uh, yeah, no sci-fi. Oh, well. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of easy. Well, I was thinking like in Star Wars, you never see like, do you ever see food? Uh, at least in episode two with that horrid Anakin Padme CGI scene. <laughs> and there's blue milk in episode four and they eat. Oh, there is blue milk. But there, there's no like like fresh baked foods. I do remember uh, that. On Naboo, there, I think there was. He was, he was cutting like a pear or something. I don't know. The CGI was so bad. I also think it's a pear. So I think yeah, it, that, yeah. since two of us remember it as a pear, it definitely must be accurate uh, I'm, I'm interested to see if you put a westeros on here for their baking bread is like one character's all he wants to do is bake bread hot pie if you uh bake bread and then he baked that that wolf or whatever yeah he, he baked a wolf aria took me a second behind the scenes that's the that's inspiration of, of this uh of my picks call him hot pie lou that's what i got the idea so my number four i think this would probably be number one on my wife's list but I have to say the world from Avatar The Last Airbender. And I think, you know, if I could not be a main character but still be a bender, that'd be freaking awesome. Especially depending on what time period. If you're part of the Fire Nation, you, you, you're pretty safe for the most part. So if uh, not if you're an airbender, though. So I just think that'd be cool, you know, having uh, one of the elements at my uh, at my control. And honestly, being Avatar, for the most part, doesn't seem too bad. It's a fantasy world, basically stylized middle, middle centuries or middle... I don't know what the word. I'd Old say Japan. It's classical, classical Japan. Japan. Yeah, yeah. I say it's not like ancient because you know you think ancient Greece and it's not that old, but you know classical Japan. You think of the, the shogun, the, the emperor, and all that that kind of stylized thing. And it's just a very beautiful world, and that's probably because it's animated. You know, the one live action movie they did of that did not look too great. So we'll see if Netflix can uh, right the wrongs there. But I just think uh, it'd be a fun world to be in, especially as a bender. And if you're not embossing, say, but there's no war embossing, say. So I guess you're safe. There was I. Uh... I don't remember how it happened, but with uh, with Mackenzie's side of the family, there was somebody got secret tunnel stuck in their head and then they started singing it and they got it stuck in everyone else's head. And it's a catchy enough little song that basically for like a month, somebody would have it stuck in their head and the rest of us would have been like, oh, I finally got the song out of my head. And, secret you know, the tunnel. one person secret tunnel. Yeah, just, oh, secret, secret, secret tunnel. At one point, I found a 10-hour version of the song <laughs> on YouTube and just, like, texted it to everybody. Uh, but they all had, I didn't, I had an old phone and they all had, like, video preview, so they all knew what it was. It didn't work at all. But, yeah, that was just, that will forever be the thing I think of now. Like, you say, Airbender, I'm like, Zoku had a really good storyline. Secret tunnel! <laughs> like, it's just, it, it is completely you try to rick roll people with secret tunnel <laughs> there we go i 100 did the anime that's what anime rick rolling 
I don't know about the whole anime situation. I think you should slow down on that. You're right. It's it was animated by an American company, stylized after anime. So animated yeah. Rickroll. How's yeah. that, Mister Purist over here? Yeah, uh, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate the respect. Everybody knows the best anime is Batman the animated series. So <laughs> I think it's Coco Melon. Honestly, very compelling. Hey, Coco Melon. <laughs> Is, is your daughter still on a... Well, no, she moved to Mario, right? Instead of off of Coco uh, She is off of Coco Melon because Mackenzie got so fed up with it and just made an active choice to just like, you're not doing this anymore. And eventually she just moved on. How many times have you seen the Mario movie? Oh, gosh, me? Four? I'll bet you money Mackenzie has seen it several more times than I have. All right, uh, my number four, I, I didn't care. I didn't specifically think I want to bake bread, but I did think, man, I don't want to be the main character. And I just want to be really, really comfortable. And so my number four is Isle Delfino from Super Mario Sunshine, which as much as I can tell from a game I've played about 37 minutes of is a tropical paradise 99% of the time. And even when it gets covered in sludge, really doesn't look that bad. And I I went to Mexico with my dad this past winter and some uh, some other family members on my dad's side. I just love being on, you know, tropical beach, catching waves and just there's there's something just cr- like I'm not normally a hippie dippy type of person. But when you spend enough time in the ocean, you almost can't help but just like saying stuff like free love, you know, man. I mean, not quite that point, but like one of my favorite things to do is to go out in the waves <laughs> and just kind of like it's almost like you're dancing with them because the way the waves break at the place where we stay is they basically crash straight over. And so you have to kind of you have to understand how they work because you either need them to break far enough away from you that you just kind of get splashed by the, you know, the the foam or you need to be close enough that you can either swim up the front or dive at the base and it'll crash pat like it, it'll crash past you and you can dodge it. If you get stuck in those waves while they're while they're breaking, you're just going to get messed up. I noticed I started thinking like, okay, the the waves like I started almost giving a personhood to the water. Yeah, where I was like, how many shots of tequila in was this? Oh, straight sober. Like you you just you'd be, you know, working against a wave and you'd be like, man, it really wants to pull me under. It's like the ocean isn't alive. It's just physics. I know it's just physics, but you almost can't help it. It's just it is so big and it's so vast. And like, it's just it's I don't know. For me, even as somebody who can't stand, you know, more mystical stuff was just like, I see how people could have got there just from being around the ocean. Uh, it's it's a breathtaking and just majestic thing uh, to be in that much water. When you tack on tequila and cervezas and, you know, Mexican food and the weather. Yeah. I, I think I'd be okay in Isle Delfino. I don't know if they have Mexican food in Isle Delfino, but I'm going to just, yeah. There's a lot assume. of fruit. I mean, I like fruit. Tropical fruit is a lot better than Mex- or, uh, Michigan fruit. Oh, I don't know. I really got apple over pineapple. I'm not sure. Yeah. Also, Michigan cherries, fantastic. I'm not saying they're not. I'm just saying fresh tropical fruit. I've, I've, I've never had anything in the fruit department that topped it. I guess I, I do love a good apple, though. I guess I haven't had fresh tropical fruit, but I like the more, you know, non-tropical fruits in general, which pineapple does deserve to be on pizza, though. I will say that straight up. And if you disagree, you might have to find kind of, a, new, a new podcast. What are you saying, Luke? De- deserves to be on bad pizza. I think Whoa. pineapple deserves to be on bad pizza. I agree. You but, like, what? pineapple does not deserve to be on, like, artisan, brick oven, solid Italian pizza. But I don't. I've never. But, like, on a Domino's pizza, I'll, I'll totally eat one. 
I can't say I've had like a probably a really authentic Italian pizza, but you know, I still think it'd be good on anything. Just that that's that's adds the sweetness to the savory flavors of the tomato and all that. That's what basil's for. Oh, back to your pick though. One genius pick. I like did so much research and I and I loved uh, what is it called the Delfino? I love mm-hmm. playing that game, Samara Sunshine. So great pick. Well, and then two, I I Go picture ahead. you just like being in the water and staring at the water. <laughs> Like just like honestly, that's ninety percent of it. It's just I just enjoy being in there, just kind of dancing around with the waves. Man, like most of our bodies made out of water, man. So <laughs> I am the ocean. I am the ocean. Spend <laughs> enough time sitting in the sun, you'll start saying stuff like that too. I Legalize imagine that's it, man. To do with Legalize it. it. <laughs> I can see you like going in the water and then playing in it and then coming back and then like writing a short story about it, like. <laughs> I don't know if that's like close, but I will say um, I uh, we, we went on this fishing trip. We didn't catch a single fish, but riding on the way back, it was really cool because the sun set. You still have like, I don't know, you still have this glow even after you can't see the sun. And so the water goes from like beautiful blue to just jet black. But you get this really blood red kind of creeping over the horizon still. And it just like sprinkles across the tips of the the water's never still. So at the, the peaks of those just kind of little ripples would get this blood red over this ink black. And it was it was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. It was just to see the, the ocean change from just, wow, this is beautiful and crystal clear to like, this thing's terrifying is also really interesting. And yeah, the ocean's crazy, man. I'll stick to the Great Lakes, but you can you could have my part of the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Sold. It's like, how? what happened to Mike? Oh, you know, he just started walking out in the ocean saying he was a part of it. And we never saw him again. Mike is scuba man. <laughs> Is that a uh, not a little dicky? But which one is that? Oh, that's a camp reference. Yeah, that was a Scoopman's camp. Oh, that is a camp reference. It is a oh, now shit. banned camp reference. I thought they unbanned. Is the Bearfish banned too? It, oh, did they? It was, but I thought they oh, unbanned good. it. But I know they. Uh, so I think I believe next summer is supposed to be like a, a more fantasy setting or like adventure setting. So they did like an old timey map, and I believe they put like a bearfish on it just for nice. as an Easter egg. I see my number four. I got to represent the anime. So I got two anime uh, worlds on here. Uh, my Batman and Avatar. The Great Cleric. <laughs> uh, is, is every time I say anime, is that just like a, an instant response? <laughs> I, I'll, I'll keep adding more and more until I, like that laugh was fantastic. It was like, <laughs> I'm dying inside. So we'll see how long it takes to break you. It was like the Indiana Jones. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. No, it's okay. You said the cleric. world of clerics. What was, what was it called? No, 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 no. It's called the the great cleric. Ah. So it's called the great cleric. It's an isekai, isekai. If you don't know what an isekai is, I just looked this up. It's a. It's literally a translation of another world. So the general the general idea is that you get killed in like on Earth, and then instead of you know going to instead of dying and going to heaven or hell or whatever you believe in. You go into a different world and you get reborn. And so in this is a guy, he was a salesperson and he gets shot, I'm pretty sure. And instead of instead of dying, he decided he, he went to another world. And I, don't, I looked it up and I could not find what this world was called. And so I'm just going to call it the great cleric world. But the idea is super simple. He's a cleric. He turns into a cleric. I love clerics. I think it's my favorite D&D class. Uh, but the cool thing about this is that he gets a menu screen that it can see your stats. And I think like if I got to do that, I would be like so much fun. So like he'll 
he'll do a healing and then he'll see himself level up. And if I was a bread baker, I can see my level of bread baking and as many like dinner rolls that I make is my XP. And I think that would just like push me to be just like the best bread baker in the world. It's just to see <laughs> how much experience points I get. That cooking skill leveling so, up? My skill level, yeah. Luke, so. correct me if I'm wrong. Were you on a football team with Cody? No. No? I know you, Cody. Okay. No, he went, to, uh, he went to a different school. Oh, okay. Got it. I don't know why that's why I made the connection. I once I once got a text message from him. He was like, dude, it'd be so cool if the world worked like video games, where if you just did something with the skill enough times, you just leveled up and got better at it. I was like, um, Cody, that's exactly how the world works. And then <laughs> that's when he decided he wanted to be a chef. Well, I think he decided before that. <laughs> that, that was, that was, all, like, that was what came to mind when you were like, I could see my baking set. <laughs> I just like pictured Cody being like, I wish the world worked like this. So like, yeah, like that idea. I think the reason why I don't like consistently work out sometimes is because I don't see like the progress immediately. If I could see that, like that XP just like coming up every time I do a curl or a bench, I, I would think be I'd sick. be in the gym like all the time. Right? It would Get be that instant sick. feedback. Did I just hear an app idea? Yeah, and then like I guess maybe yeah, that's actually a pretty decent idea. I mean, it My doesn't actually have to mention a anything. Running app where zombie. Yeah, it's like the audio thing, right? You put a earbuds oh. in. Yeah, yeah, she. She has like zombies chasing her and she has to do a uh, supply run. And so like every time she like has headphones on and she'll hear like this like British guy saying the zombies are close to you. You have to run faster. Yeah, I think I, so. I used that one time back when I when I ran a little bit. One thing I I'd be curious, but I also wouldn't want to see would be my base stats because I'm sure I'd be disappointed by them. I, I you know, <laughs> I, I think I'd be higher I'd up be, with them. Be, like, be negative. Well, I've average. always been really curious about that. My charisma is probably like a seven or eight, you know, definitely. And I wouldn't say I'm average at charisma. I guess out of, out of for 20. So 10, 10 is average in D and D. Oh gosh. I mean, maybe, but yeah, so I don't <laughs> like, I would think maybe like strength in constitution would be my highest or uh, intelligence. I don't know, but I'd probably just be disappointed no matter what I saw on that list. Yeah. I mean like the difference with D and D is that you can't necessarily up them unless you take your, your uh, ability, unless you, you know, like take a feat or you take the other one. What do you mm -hmm. call it? Ability? Uh, modify. Like you increase. Yeah. Skill increase. Uh, increase. Yeah. But like. Shout out to my wife exactly, for bringing me yeah. a beer so, so I didn't have to get up and take my headphones off. Thank you. Thank you, Mackenzie. Thanks for being an enabler. It's one beer. Uh, what kind of beer? It's always starts Coors. with one beer. <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> it is a Coors Banquet, the official beer of Johnny Lawrence and Cobra Kai. Is it the, the champagne beer? Uh, no, that is Budweiser. What? What's? Oh, what is the champagne of beers? It's like uh, it is not. I'm gonna look that up now. Mike, did you finish uh, Cobra Kai or catch up to the? I believe I am up to uh, up to date. Miller High Life is the champagne of beers. Mm -hmm. Apologies to um, well, really Miller High Life for thinking it was Budweiser. That's on me. You know, I need to do better. Sometime later. Well, that was a, that was a roller coaster of conversation there. I don't even know how we got to Cobra Kai. Oh, because yeah, I the beer. to shout out Mackenzie. Yeah, yeah, Mackenzie. Thanks for getting us sidetracked. Speaking uh, of, you know she she uh, she has requested <laughs> that I make an official um, redaction to the statement that she watches uh, Shit's Creek when we talk to underrated TV shows. Does she not? No, she does now. She she didn't. I had I was mixed up, but now she does. So I um, despite. Despite how much she wants to, I will never redact that statement. Oh, I'm, I'm confused. You're an adult. Do what you want. What you're trying to say. Good thing. Oh, I didn't watch Shit's Creek. I had watched the first half of the first season, 
couple times, couldn't get into it. I started watching it because of your <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Except that. Whoa. Stop being ass about it. Oh. Language. Can't believe you Whoa. say all those words. This is a family show. Oh what would Laura gosh, think, say? Physical violence? <laughs> what would my mother-in-law think? <laughs> For my number three, it's kind of a hot take. Because uh, it's from the Pokemon world. But I wouldn't even say this generation is my favorite generation. But when I went back to look at, like, where would it be nice to live? Where's there not a team trying to destroy the world? And, you know, Alola. Yes, Alola, because Team Skulls are just punks being punks. They're not trying to, you know, kill all Pokemon, steal our Pokemon. They're just trying to be a nuisance. And I love just how stupid they are. And they're fantastic. They are. I love their theme and all that. And they're just the dumb hand motions. I, I think Alola would be the best place to live because it's been established canonically in the Pokemon world that you, you can trade like other regions over the internet. I don't know how they got the technology, but like you can do that. So the Pokemon didn't really uh, like the region that you catch Pokemon didn't really make a factor into it. Cause I'm like, it's already been established in the world that you can get any Pokemon from anywhere. So I, I figured where's the, where, where am I going to have the least resistance for trying to survive? I got a Lola and you know, it's kind of like the Island Del Rey, Island Del Reno, whatever, where, you know, you're just going to be kicking it up in a tropical life. It's based off of Hawaii. You got the Island trials, which would replace gyms and, it just seems like a really chill place and nowhere close to my favorite Pokemon game. But I just feel like that's gonna be the most relaxing and most peaceful out of all the regions we've seen so far. It was uh, it was a really tight race between Johto and Alola, but I figured I could have Pokemon and and Tropical to cover mm -hmm. two spots, which is basically the only reason I, I went the way I did. And that's fair because Johto's in my honorable mentions. So I 100% agree with you and are right there. And like the the... The theme song for that generation is a banger, like, hey, oh, ba -da -da, ba -da -da, something like that. And it's just, it gets stuck in my head randomly. I don't know why. And, and on, that was another factor, too, with Johto was I was like, I feel like that has the second least. I hopped after Alola. I, didn't, I haven't played anything past seven. But in the first seven generations, I felt like the second least threatening area was uh, Johto. when it was just, we're just trying to get Team Rocket back. You know, you don't have to worry about the world being blown up. They're a little more threatening, but they are kind of running around without a leader. I think Team Isn't Rocket it? does make an appearance in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, but I haven't played Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. So I'm just going off of the, the first. Not either. Game. Isn't it every region just on the same world? I think for the most part, there is a different worlds. There is a multiple timeline theory for Pokemon if you want to get deep into rabbit holes. But I believe it's all in the same worlds. Like sometimes you'll hear people reference other regions, like past regions. Yeah, because at least in Gen 5, you have... I don't remember what it's called. It's I don't think it's the Battle Tower, but it's something similar where you can battle famous trainers from all the games preceding it. And I want to say at some point, did, did Blue and Red make an appearance in uh, in Sun and Moon? Yeah, they did. Or am I just... No okay, I was going to say, I really feel like that happens. So that at least gives you Alola, Johto, and Kanto. My whole, like, I, so the reason why I didn't put Pokemon is because you could literally catch the god of Pokemon. And that just seems uh, pretty wild to me. And so the idea is that, like, even though you're on, like, this island, there is somebody who is actively trying to flood the world. Like, I can't remember. It's not Team Rocket. That's it's Gen like, 3. That'd be Team Aqua. Yeah. Yeah, so Team Aqua is literally trying to flood the whole world. So I guess, like, it doesn't matter which one you're at, which region you're at, because but I it's not, a good it's point. Not, not just, like, the region. Yeah. World domination. But I was thinking, like, you know, ignorance is bliss. 
So, you know, yeah, you would just think true. it's some crazy tsunami, <laughs> you know, uh, tsunamis crashing along yeah. the region or something. And at least you're yeah. on a tropical island, so you'd have boats and things like that if that happens. You'd be more prepared than if you're in the, the France equivalent. I expect you well, yeah, but you get roller skate to the France equivalent. True. So, I, I actually mean. really liked that generation. Ooh, we'll, we'll, have, to, we'll have to save uh, ranking the generations for something else, but I disagree. I didn't say it was my favorite, but I like I for Oh I know. I just didn't even like it. So Yeah. I know it's a it's a hot take to like X and Y, but I, I thought it was a good introduction to three D and I enjoyed it. Unlike Sun and Moon. But Sun and Moon would be a great place to live. It would be a great place to live. Yeah, cool. Uh my number three was the Kingdom of Arkenland from the Chronicles of Narnia. Is that what it's called? It's not just called Narnia? So Narnia is uh Narnia. no 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 you you are you are correct. Narnia is, in fact, Narnia, and it is one of the, if not the most northern uh, portion of the landmass. But as you go south, you hit Arkenland, which is a primarily, to my understanding, I don't have any kind of hardcore lore on this. I just read the the main series books, so I don't, I don't know if there's any, you know, other sources that might contradict this. But um, from the main series books, Arkenland is a primarily human settlement that's always at peace with Narnia. And so I essentially was like, it'd be cool to live in Narnia, but you know, I think I'd still rather live with people than with like talking dogs like that. That's cool. But I feel like the novelty would wear off. And then I'd, I went for Arkenland, you know, it's still uh, just the, the crazy wonder of Narnia as a setting, but the bad guys are a full desert away from you and you're at peace with Aslan's chosen people. So you're, you know, you know, you're going to be okay in the end. And there's also, there's dwarves who cook bacon and eggs and mushrooms. I'm all about that. So. But can you bake bread? Yeah, I imagine so. Lucian could be my neighbor easy enough. There we go. Also, like the idea of dwarves doing it. Do you have like a, a, a kink? connected to this? Do you like short people? Can you no, it just happened to specifically be a dwarf in the text. So, okay. Um, okay. one of my sure favorite, yeah, one of my favorite Chronicle of Narnia books is, uh, the horse and his boy, which is about this kid getting out of, ah, oh, I can never, I can remember the, the leader of the area is, uh, the Tisrock, but I can't remember what the, the kingdom is called off the top of my head. All of a sudden I've just completely blanked on it, but he's got to basically get out of this kingdom he's about to be sold as a slave and he finds a talking horse and the talking horse is like hey we, we can get away to narnia together and so they're trying to escape and then all along the way they unearth this plan that the, i don't know if it's the tisrock or the son of the tisrock but one of the bad guys is planning to attack Arkenland and then use that as a springboard into narnia and it you know the second half or the last third kind of becomes this race against the clock to get to Arkenland in time to give them the news and so Arkenland is pretty well featured and there's a, a scene where they as after they've gotten rid of the desert, I think I think the main character Shasta passes out and he wakes up and he's in a house and the line is something like uh, something to the effect of I don't know if you've ever smelled bacon and eggs and mushrooms all frying together in the same pan, but he just, he just like Lewis just makes it sound like the greatest smelling breakfast of all time and I really like bacon and eggs and I really like fried in a pan mushrooms so I imagine they'd taste delightful all together and that's just always I've always wanted to have that meal ever since I. I read that description. I can make you that meal. I just can't be short about doing it. Well, we'll just have to get you oversized, like, stoves and everything so you look short. Force perspective. I have to like reach up. Yeah, yeah. I can. Uh, I can imagine my wife because she she listens to this with me, and uh, she's probably going to be. I'm calling it right now. She'll be like, "That's right, Michael," because she also really likes the horse in this boy. So, uh, and I kind of give her crap about it. I I haven't read it. I, I think I started listening to the audiobook as a kid, but never finished it. So I kind of. 
I know a lot of people, I think I've said that it's kind of boring, but I could be wrong. Um, there's also, I am really, really hardcore about release order or publication order, not uh, chronological order for Narnia. Mm-hmm. And amongst the reasons that I feel that way, besides just being like, hey, this is how the author intended it, stop mixing it up, is in the silver chair after all the events happen and there's, you know, a big celebratory dinner at the end. They uh, they talk about all the stories that are being told and they say that one of them is the horse and his boy, but or it was called the horse and his boy, but that's a story for another time. And then the next book is the horse and his boy. And if you read them in the order, they, they try to sell them to you now. You don't get that fun little allusion to uh, to what's going to happen later. Narnia's, I think, four series out from what I'm going to I'm going to read. So I'll read it eventually. But they're they're pretty short. I, you can buy yeah, they're they're all essentially novellas. Yeah, you can buy the whole like audio drama thing on Audible for one credit. And my mom had those CDs yeah. as a kid. So I was going to listen to that. I think it's only like 35, 37 hours, which the book I'm listening to now is about that length for one book. So it right. should be easy. I will say the first two, I know they're kind of classics, but I think they are dead boring. And uh, it's only after Peter and Susan take off that those books actually get good. I know your mother-in-law has a uh, strongly differing opinions on this but she's not on this podcast so. yet <laughs> yet yeah also does she listen to this podcast she does oh very cool that's awesome you yeah you've seen her comment on uh on youtube videos oh, oh. All the hand in the mail debacle we tackled last week yes 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 i completely forgot that's okay all right. Boop, boop. Do, 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 do. All right. Yeah. So my number three, sticking with the weebs, is Hunter Hunter. You guys know anything about Hunter Hunter? I know it is Lucas, one of Lucas's favorite animes, or at least it was back when we talked. I did, also didn't know Lucas watched anime, so that's pretty cool. Oh yeah, yeah, big big time anime, big anime guy. That's crazy how we never really talked about that. When instead we talked about his fight club. All right, so uh, Hunter Hunter. So like the reason why I picked Hunter Hunter is because of the power system, and so super simple. So it's called Nen, and it's pretty much just like having a life force, and then the, everybody has a life force, right? Alive, basically, and so the only the only difference is that you have to have your life force awakened to use it, and so in hopes of in a perfect world, I would run I would run across somebody who could use Nen, awake up my Nen. And then I could do like superhuman stuff. And so everybody has like, there's like categories of, of different, like everybody is a different type of Nen user. And there's like emitter, there's like enhancer. So pretty much enhancer is like super strength. Emitter is like shooting out fireballs, super simple stuff like that. I really didn't think about which one I would want to be, but I guess like it doesn't matter because I think all of them would be good to like bake bread. But there's fireball. Fire uh, basically, right? I guess that would be the easiest to fireball. To say. Ah, no, it's lightning bolt. The, the, the fire's gone what? out. <laughs> <laughs> Shout um, out to our friends at Fireball. Fireball is a third level evocation. Oh, so in pretty much in the beginning of the series, uh, the main character wants to get his hunter license to like find his dad. To and to get your hunter license, it's pretty much like. I, I can't even, I don't even know. You get to go anywhere you want to if you have a hunter license. Like nobody, everybody respects you. You're pretty much just like the top dog and you get to do whatever you want. And so I would find somebody that could like open my net, get my hunter license, and then pretty much just do whatever I want. And then those hunter license sell for like a million dollars. So right when I'm a tire, I would sell my hunter license. I would bake bread. Lucian, do you want to bake bread? Do you want to like change your career? Just out of, out of curiosity. I mean, to be He's fair, been though, I am cooking in my job. 
What so are you baking? I'm already pretty much like I'm not baking. No, it's hard to do a portable oven. Portable ovens kind of suck. Mm-hmm. No, I just expect you to the build a, a bread oven everywhere you go. <laughs> My wife wanted to build a bread oven for our wedding, and I was like, "This is a ridiculous thing you're talking about." Would they have? Would they have let that happen at, at camp? Or no. Uh, honestly, like you never. I, I feel like with Bob, he was. It was like his last year. I think. I think I could have got. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Sam was an is is an amazing cook. So mm-hmm. I was like, it feels like a wasteful situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, Dude, you're that guy. guy personally, seriously, is insanely good. Like we, I was there. Yeah. I was just there for Dave's funeral. That's the only time I've been there since Sam was there, and that was like my takeaway. Like I sat down, I had one point, and I was like, "Whoa, they have good food here now." <laughs> yeah, like the food was yeah, never bad, but it was never restaurant quality like that. The bacon was always solid. I never mm-hmm. missed that, but his chicken sandwich. Yeah, I've been too. to a couple weddings, and I think I I don't know, I'm a little biased, but I think my wedding food was the best. I will say for those that don't like cake, wedding donuts are the way to go. Wedding well, donuts were pretty uh fantastic. My wife does not like cake, yeah, so we did that. From the now gone Dom's donuts of Ipsy. Oh, it's gone now? I, I believe Lucian, were you the one that told me they closed, or was it someone else that told me they closed? I did. Um, let me do some, let me get my secretary to do some research. All right, my research has come uh, back, and it looks like they are open. Oh, okay. Oh, the difference is, is that they're not open 24 hours. They're mm. only open from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. Thanks, COVID. Ah. I, I right, think I, I was there around 8 o'clock and was like, oh, this is closed forever now. <laughs> COVID ruined 24-hour places. Yeah, me yeah. and me and uh, Hot Kyle were trying to get a pizza after uh, after shooting yesterday, and everything was just freaking closed, and we were we were upset. We were we were able to get one, but like it was just crazy. It's like this is this is the time that people want pizza. And uh, how late were you guys shooting? Uh, we shot to like 7:30, and then we went to this uh, this bar out in Detroit where there was uh, like a filmmakers meeting. And it was actually legitimately one of the most fun things I've ever done. I ended up hitting it off with some people that I was like, I like one of them. I was like, this guy seems a little out there and he ended up being really cool. And then uh, the owner of the bar was like ridiculously successful. And like normally I'd just be like, "Eh, it's intimidating. I'm not going to talk to you. But the three of us ended up hitting it off and just like Kyle was going around and like actually networking and pitching the movie. And I was just sitting there talking about Bo Burnham and other things (laughs) that we all liked. And it was great. And then we were were like, all right, well, it's a work night. So we should probably eat a pizza and watch a whole movie and then call it a night. But yeah, 24 hour places rip. For my number two, I, it's my only sci-fi universe, but I went with the Citadel from Mass Effect. So basically picture New York City, but it's on a, a giant floating like cylinder. And that's what the Citadel is. I think they said there's like 13 million people from all over the, the universe that live there. There's just so much cool like archi- uh, architecture and like views and people like driving space cars in it. And I feel like for most sci-fi places, it's relatively safe. I mean, as long as you're not at the, the end of the world, you know, the end of the, the last battle, but at the end of the world, you're, you're going to be good. But if you're there, I'm sorry, then you're not so good. Yeah, there's a lot of good, like, mil- not a good police force that keeps a lot of people in line. There still are some shady deals. But then there's a little bit of everything, you know, you can you can bake bake bread, you can go shopping, you can hit the clubs and everything. It just, it seems like it has a little bit of everything and it's a, a generally peaceful place so i think that would be a fun place to live especially like so i was thinking of other sci-fi things and like i wouldn't really want to be someone in star wars i mean i guess i would be like a jedi wouldn't be too bad unless you're again part of like order 66 but 
seems like a lot of sci-fis almost have a dystopian taste to them or a, a splash to them. So I feel like ma- as far as uh, Mass Effect goes, it's a pretty relatively safe area. Citadel, it's like a key to something, right? I'm trying to do, I'm trying to look it up now. Yeah, it's like something has something to do with the catalyst, I believe. I don't remember. It's been a long time since I played either. three. Like the the old people made it, right? Yeah, so it was it's like, like a, some past like era, some past civilization that's been all wiped out made the citadel, and then like the the alien species start to find it, and then the humans find it, and eventually the 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 big bads will come by and try to wipe out the, all the civilizations. So that obviously you don't want to be anywhere in the world during that time. Well, actually, you want to be on a non technologically advanced planet because they don't attack uh people that aren't technologically advanced so that's how a lot of the other races survive because at the time when they attacked they they weren't advanced back then what a good series mm-hmm. except for number three but one and two man really do it for i me. like three and i didn't think the ending was as bad as everyone made it out to be i accidentally shot the kid and he got mad that same year assassin's creed 3 came out and i think the ending was a whole lot worse and i played that first so i didn't i didn't think it was too bad it wasn't like fantastic oh, yeah. but would recommend. I would recommend it. And it's, I might it's just cool have to so I can, like, add to the the conversation wherever it comes up on the pod. This is back-to-back yeah, weeks we where I was just like, mm-hmm. uh, all right, we on uh, number two? Number two. So my number two, this, is, uh, this was my alternate Earth. I went with The Wizarding World of Harry Potter. And honestly, I feel like it essentially explains itself. Because if you're not the main character, uh, then you get to have a family. And outside of, you know, the occasional war, which over the span of history... Not that frequent. There's really not that much to worry about, you know? You just, you do your thing, you go to school, you can fly a broom, you can summon food to you if you know where it is, you can create more of it if you already have some. I honestly don't understand why they need money in this civilization. It's just, uh, you can basically just take care of yourself with a wand and some work. And uh, it sounds like you can also have just a ton of fun along the way. And yeah. There's not a whole lot that needs to be said. Especially if you're in America during the time of Harry Potter, then you're right. You you don't even have to worry about it. Britain seems to be where all the worst stuff happens. Shout out to all the ladies that handle all their problems with wands. One one joke I think is funny is that like Voldemort wouldn't have succeeded in America because they would have just cast gun on him and just shot him. (laughs) (laughs) Because like you never see the killing curse going through. I don't think. It can go through windows, and at least you never see it, read it, or see it in the the books or movies. So you just go out there with a you know with a, a gun. All your problems are over. Dark Lord dealt with. He'll come back to shoot him again. For real, like he he's not going to do much against sniper rifle. It all, it's it's crazy though to have like it's like the power. I was thinking about this like the power system in Harry Potter. I think it's wild, right? It's either you you have you can be a wizard. Or you just don't have the bloodline, right? Like, well, I mean, or you just happen to have, like, it honestly doesn't make a ton of sense because it's like sporadic. You can be born by wizards and still be a squib. I have a theory that squibs just have a very niche and unexciting uh, magical ability, but we can save that for another time. Or and then you can be a you can be a muggle born, where you know you had two non magical parents, but there you are. You just have magic powers, like Hermione. Um, yeah. So it's right. it's all over the place. It's just whatever the plot dictates. And then you don't have to like train to learn a spell. Well, right? you, you, just you do learn. a little bit because it's Leviosa. Yeah, it, yeah you got to get the the you know the wand movement and the pronunciation and right. Flip. And then it also just seems like you just like there's some spells where it's like we, he just had to practice over and over to learn it. Right. And it's ever because it's, it's a very soft magic system. It's not like if you take like Aragon where it's like 
everything is like, you know, the amount of energy it takes to do this, not with magic, is the same amount of energy it takes to do it with magic. And you have to know the word, you know, like these are the conditions it's, and it's, you know, you can kind of just know what's going to happen. Whereas Harry right. Potter, again, it's kind of just like, what does the plot require? Okay, cool. <laughs> but, oh yeah. But like I was talking with, I was thinking about like in Harry Potter, like you don't pass out from casting too many spells, right? Like, no. You yeah. You can a, just go. Well, Harry did one right. time in uh, book three. He, was he did in the movie. Out, right? That's fair. I guess that. Well, yeah, yeah. It's because he goes. Yeah, he passes the out from the, the first time. He passes out from the Dementors coming in, and then the second time he he's the one who casts the spell. Yeah. So spoilers, right. spoilers. <clears throat> if you haven't seen that twenty year old, <laughs> probably, no, probably twenty year old book <laughs> over twenty years now. Time. Well, it's ter- just crazy to think that like how much practice do you have to do to literally learn the killing curse? You just have to have mm-hmm. like mean it in your heart. I believe is the. Yeah, because there's there's a scene where Moody he says like you could all point your wands at me and say the words right now, and I doubt I'd get so much as a, a nosebleed. My dog's being so. There's dog. there's something that goes into it. It's never well explained, but there is more than just saying the word and pointing the wand. You Are you a, a Harry Potter fan? Oh, I read. If I read, uh, yeah, dude, I I put them down at least the whole series at least twice a year. Uh, oh, wow. Luna, stop. That's cool. I, I'll do, yeah. I, like, I've done entire read-throughs just to, like, try and answer a single question. Like, I did one read where I was like, all right, let's just, let's figure it out just using the text. Is Hermione black or not? I read through it. <laughs> what? I think there was a genuine text-based argument to be made uh, that, at the very least, Hermione is not white. It's a question I never thought. But, yeah, it's just, <laughs> Yeah, like it, that's like a thing because they uh, when uh, they cast her in the cursed child, they cast uh, I have no clue who they cast, but uh, Harmony was black for that, and people got all up in arms about it. I was like, why don't we just go to the text and see? And I was like, low key, at best, this is uh, intentionally vague, but there's a lot of comments about really dark tan skin and like really thick curly hair. Where I was like, that could that could pass. Yeah, like mm-hmm. you, she could technically just be tan and have thick hair but the way she's described um i think it was intentionally left vague so anybody like because she's the main female character anybody can kind of just picture themselves as her but what the text actually says um i think kind of makes a case for it but then when you look at the covers she's lily white on the covers so i I, I don't know i have no problem i I walked away with inconclusive but yeah. I've just never thought of that, but yeah. I love the, the I don't know, I feel like it's like the biblical... <laughs> That's exa- exactly what it was. ...that you put into to Harry Potter, and I think, I don't know, it's inspiring. Uh, I it's say I, I say pretty regularly that if I read the Bible with the tenacity and the intentionality with which I read Harry Potter, they'd be I'd be the f***ing Pope by now. <laughs> You'd have to be Catholic, but yeah. Yeah, that, that would be... Uh, <laughs> No, they'd be okay with it. But no, um, we'll no, let him in. First non-Catholic pope. I'd be the first Protestant pope. There we go. <laughs> and where would the Catholic <laughs> Church be without the popes? Lucian, were you allowed to read Harry Potter as a kid? I wasn't. You know, witchcraft and witchery. It was okay in Narnia and Lord of the Rings, but Harry Potter, no, can't do Dude, it. Mm, that's I, the thing that annoys me most. Is sorry, and answer the question. No. I'll have that tirade another well, time. Yeah, I I wasn't raised a Christian. Uh, and my parents, not my parents, they were my uncle and aunt, and they were in a rock band at the time. I was watching Freddy versus Jason at a very young age. Like, I, the only thing that I remember not being able to listen to was 
the Eminem album. I think it's because it was actively talking about like killing your mom. Oh, like the the Slim so, Shady LP. Yeah, yeah, yeah that that's the wild. only thing. I remember. I remember being in a basement, and it was a very cloudy basement. And I won't be too much detail, but uh, I remember they were like, "Hey, I think you're going to start to understand what these lyrics are, so you're going to have to go upstairs." And I think that's the only discernment that I've ever gotten as a young child. So yes. I was able to listen to and watch anything. Yeah, that's when I would just yeah, go over I, to my I, buddy's house because you know he he was allowed to watch anything or play any video game. You know, I wasn't for the longest time, and I think I was in high school, and I was like, "Mom, I'm I want to at least check out these movies, see what they're about." She was like, "Fine, but I'm going to watch them with you." And we watched the first two, and I was like, "I think I'm going to read the books." And I picked up the third book, and I was loving it. And halfway through, my mom like she picked up, picked it up, read the first chapter, read the dust cover, flipped to the back. I was like, I knew Sirius Black was a good guy. I was like, what is your f***ing problem? <laughs> uh, so I just watched the third movie, um, and then I read the rest of the books from there. But my entire family got into him because of that, and now they're all like hardcore Harry Potter fans. Yeah. Isn't uh, your dad, like, isn't he pretty anti-movie? We, me and him, both are staunchly anti-movies. I think that oh, wow. um, the only two Harry Potter movies that were good adaptations of the book, which is the only reason we don't like the the movies is because we think they're bad adaptations of the books. The only two are for like the first two are actually pretty faithful adaptations of the book, but there's also like kind of two, like you could argue one, two and four is which one is the worst two. So it's like, Oh cool. You did faithful adaptations of at best, the fifth and sixth best. So what? And then once the books get good, it's like, yeah, but the movies do a terrible job. Like they get the basic plot across, but the, the, the great character work and all the really intricate detail and storytelling just gets lost. And I've actually been pitching for like 10 years that somebody should make a TV show. And HBO has been the, the company I've been they, personally they are. championing. I know. And everyone's upset about it. I'm I, over here like, I hope, I hope it's animated. I feel like it would be it could be a very well done animated series, like 2D animation. I'd be interesting. And then you have to worry about the actors, you know, aging up too much. That's true. Actually, really then it, good idea. it could dethrone uh, the Batman as the best anime. Yeah, sorry, the Batman is anime, but Batman the animated series is not. Yep. That, sorry, I just didn't remember what it was Nerd. called. Oh, I was I was trying to throw you alley oop. They're both really good, just, but what's the I, difference? I threw a. I, instead of giving you alley oop, I just threw the freaking baseball in the crowd. <laughs> I, I think the reason I don't have the, the same disdain for the Harry Potter movies is because I watched the movies first. It's like Lord of the Rings. I, I watched the movies first and then went back and read the book. So I don't have like, a, yeah, you know, it, especially for Lord of the Rings, it works really well. But Harry oh, Potter. Dude, Lord of the Rings like, is better as a movie, in my opinion. Yeah. The only. I can't, Tolkien takes so many lore tangent breaks uh, that it just it kills the pace for me and I don't care anymore. Only movie that like I thought was atrocious from the books was five because I the fifth movie was so bad. And I didn't even like the second movie. You said it was a faithful adaptation. I'll take your word for that because I've only read through the books once. But I got bored five? in two and five. No, for the, the movies. Oh, the, the movies. For Harry Potter movies? Yeah. The fifth book was yeah. so much better than the movie. The movie just sucked. Yeah, I agree. Well, it's all the biggest book. So it makes sense that it'd be the worst movie. I thought Deathly Hollows was the biggest book. I don't know. No, five I'll, is. I'll, I'll uh, take your word for it. Yeah. Five's like in the 40s of hours, I feel. Or five, five is substantially longer as an audiobook. And I also. Um, yeah, it's. It, Big, 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 beefy. Six and seven slimmed down a little bit. They're still pretty hefty. Five's on another level. Book five is 26 hours and 28 minutes. Oh. Book seven's 21 hours. Yeah. That's still, that's almost an extra 20, or an extra, yeah, 20%. My God, she like doubled her book length 
between three and four. He fired her editor between three and four. Huh. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, you can tell because it's like the book's just like it's like uh, I think the first one is 76,000 words. Um, the next one is a little bit longer. I only know that because that's like my my baseline for a novel is if I'm writing something, I want it to be at least as long as Harry Potter and Sorcerer's mm-hmm. Stone. And then three is a little bit bigger. And then four is like doubles. And they all stay about that size the rest of the way through. And I redact my statement of my wife liking Avatar the best. I think Avatar might be two and then Harry Potter might be one because she also loves those books. They good. What do you got for us, Lou? Number two. Oh, my number two. All right. Uh, my number two, I, my number one and two have already been talked about, but oh, I'll see if, what spin yeah. that I can do on it. <laughs> so. Uh, my number two is uh, Avatar and the Last Airbenders, uh, The Four Nations. Yeah. So, I mean, the what only do you think thing you'd that, be? Uh, I honestly, like, I believe that I think I would be a, in my heart, I wanted to be a, a, a waterbender, but I think uh, my big ass would be a earthbender. Yeah. I, I get this that. This is what it is. I, I've always really liked firebending, but everyone's just like, yeah, you'd be an earthbender. And I'm like, what? But flames? Man, <laughs> yes. Uh, have you, the, yeah. the uncle's uh, the uncle has a sturdy connection to the ground, and he's a, a killer firebender. That's true. That's a good point. Well, I mean, he is just got old, like in his younger age. In the jail, like, though, he is uh, whew, Jack. It's true, he's he's yeah. he's a beast. But I, I could see Rob as a firebender. Yes, it might just be you. the red hair giving I'll him some uh, some extra credit. But Th- that's exactly what I was going to say. That's uh, all I needed. I can, I can sleep easy now. I, I can see you. Definitely. Your ribs are trash, but you'd be a good firebender. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I was. I don't think. I don't think at any point the Fire Nation ever got trashed because after Prince Zuko took over, the Fire Nation still did well. I don't think at any point the Fire Nation ever was looking bad. And so I would either like to live in the Fire Nation or Bonsing say. And I would like to actually work for Uncle Iroh and in the tea shop. Ooh, that makes that and, feels uh, right up your alley. Big little uh, little biscuits for your tea. Shout out to the UK people out there. I believe they call them crumpets in the UK. No biscuits. Uh, biscuits like cookies. Biscuits or cookies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would biscuits. Oh, so you, like you'd be saying you're you're using it correctly. I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. I would I would bake I would bake cookies like little little cookies for the teas, and then like maybe afterwards I would bake like breads and stuff. But yeah, that'd be me. I gotta say, I think I Zuku think... has a case for being like a top five all time fictional character. Yeah, I really like him. I don't, I don't really like what they did with him and Korra. From what I remember, I didn't. I never finished it because it was just. I heard the first yeah. season was the best, and I didn't like the first season, so I wasn't gonna sit myself <laughs> through the rest. But yeah, yeah I, I love Avatar so much. I'd have to. I had to finish it. What do you think? Uh, I I hated it. My <laughs> wife, <laughs> my wife, uh, my wife, my. Uh, my wife didn't mind it. I, I I just like the world building in itself. I think carried it through. Yeah, the world was incredible. I loved yeah. the setting. I liked the first season a lot. I actually, I honestly, I I was expecting to like it more than Last Airbender, and then they just like they wrapped up all of the plot lines that I expected to run through the whole series and just kind of reset the whole thing at the end. And I was just like, why would you do that? And I just walked away. I was like, I'm done. I'm not, yeah. I'm not watching you restart the show from scratch. There's no point. Just start a new show at that point. Uh, it's cool that you said that it's because the reason why is because they didn't know that they would survive. The next okay. Season. Yeah. I, I, th- yeah. I legitimately thought they were canceled. Like that's what, like yeah. when they wrapped everything up, I was like, oh, they must have got canceled. So they're just trying to do mm-hmm. their best. And then the next season came out, and I was like, you have nowhere to go. You just, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. at that point, I, I honestly, I wish they'd have just let. Like I'd rather get stuck with a cliffhanger and hope you get picked up than, uh, than get picked back up and have like have to restart from scratch. 
So my number one, I know you guys don't know anything about me talking to uh, all the people listening. The author of this world didn't actually have a specific name for it, but it's been kind of been dubbed the, the Westlands or Ranland. It's the the world from Wheel of Time. And I, being a big nerd and especially a history nerd, I always think it would be cool to go back and live in like, you know, medieval time periods. But then you look at it and it would actually suck a lot. So I tried to think of... Oh yeah, no fun. I, I try to think of what worlds would have a higher life expectancy. And also, you're not going to get raided by orcs or whatever, or other bad nations and all that. And I, I think the Wheel of Time is the best world. Like we've said kind of in all of them, as long as you're not born within a specific set of time, you're going to have like a pretty good and basic life. And it's uh, it's really cool because they do have like um, their magic system. They have healers. So a lot of the common illnesses, you can just go to the, the Aes Sedai and get cured and as long as I'm not the main character or a male magic user, I could live pretty happily. One thing I think is cool um, to kind of explain on the male magic users is there's um, their magic system is split by gender. There's a, a female half and a male half. And at some point back in the history, the the dark one, the big, the big bad, tainted the male half of magic. So all the all the male magic users will eventually go insane once they after they use it for long enough. So the the, the Aes Sedai end up hunting down these male magic users and basically cutting them off for the magic, which like leads them into depression and all that. And they have a pretty high suicide rate. So as long as I'm not a, a male magic user, I will be happy. You know, you can live, you can go to the Aes Sedai, they'll heal you and all that. And for the most part, there's not a lot of wars and you could just live like that, that peaceful medieval life, simple life that you, you think it would be like, but then that without the harsh realities of what it would actually be like. So that is my number one. Is it also a TV show? Yeah, we don't talk about the TV show. Okay. How the heck in today's political climate are they remaking a show that has gender binary locked magic system? It is. um, Well, they they they've strayed so far from the book. I think they still have that gender magic system. But basically, one of the side characters is the, the, the strong female magic user. That like finds the the dragon reborn and all that. It becomes like the main character instead of the actual main character. He's kind of pushed to the side. Yeah, so. yeah. Because I could, like you'd think people would be livid if they were faithful to that mm-hmm. as if, when they ad- adapted it. That's adapted. Yeah. There we go. I actually think Overthought it's really. That. I think it's a really cool thing, and I've kind of like world build my own world. I would have it so like you could learn. Like each gender could learn either either magic system, but men tend to gravitate towards this one. They're naturally better at it while women go to this one. And I, I just I think it's a cool concept I never thought of. It came out in the 90s. So it was it was uh, it was OK back then The for the the Amazon show. They like came out with a season two poster and you see like uh, the, the strong female character and it's like front and center. And then it's funny on Reddit, they're like, oh, you can see the main character in the back of the show. He's on the side. <laughs> But um, one thing I guess they can get away with. So premise of the wheel of time is that there's this this uh, life exists on this giant weave and the, the wheel turns and spits out the weaves. And it's like it's a cyclical world. So like ages come and pass and basically they believe it. it's like re- like everyone will be eventually be reincarnated and all that. So they instead of like the books, like that was one era, one turn of the wheel. This is like a different one. So it's a, another turn of the wheel. So I guess they can kind of justify some of the changes that way. But that's very Stephen King esque. Yeah, I I think I I watched the first episode and I was only on book five. I just started book four, fourteen, couple, like uh, yesterday. I'm already like five hours. Are you in. into the Sanderson uh, junk? The, the so Sanderson actually the the author for Wheel of Time died and Sanderson finished the Wheel of Time because he was yeah. a big fan. So yeah, I'm in uh, his the second of the three Sanderson books, and then after I'm done okay. with Wheel of Time, I'm go to Stormlight. Or the Casimir, which is his whole world. What was I, I saying? Are they as good as the other ones? Yeah, I haven't really... There's been a very few instances where 
I've like, you know, maybe that character sounds, their voice sounds a little different, but for the most part, it's a pretty seamless transition, which Matt props to him. He's already, he's already probably like the most prolific fantasy writer of, uh, of the modern fantasy. And growing up, he, he said like, he loved, he was there each book when it came out, he was there reading it. So he did a, he already loved the series, which I think if you're going to take over a series. You have to have love for it and what it did yeah. when it's done. And he did a very good job voicing the characters. And even like he's been criticism. He's like, oh, my Matt voice wasn't quite where, like where Robert Jordan had it. But I think he's done I mean, a good job so able, far. Like, to get, to be able to have the series be finished, just you, you let that slide. Yeah. And it's crazy. We should have him finish uh, the the uh, the King Killer Chronicles too. Yeah, or Game of Thrones. Back to the show. Sorry, I got so, tangent. <laughs> I think it was on book five, and I no, tried no. watching the first episode, and I already knew from reading online that it was awful, especially if you knew the source material. I couldn't make it through the first thirty minutes of the of the first episode of the show, and I wasn't even like truly oh, wow. into the depths of the the series. I've heard people. I've heard some people who've never touched the books were really into the show, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's not a good. There's so much content out there; it's not nowhere near the top of the list. Yeah, I'll go rewatch something for the hundredth time instead of starting something new. Yeah, and I, I recommend. It's a very daunting, but the I've loved all the books. Well, I've loved all but one of the books so far. In a in a fifteen book series, I would say that's a pretty good hit that's ratio. Pretty good success rate. Yeah. Oh, right. We're on number one, right? Yep. I uh, I picked kind of a no-brainer, I think, as my number one. I uh, I feel like everybody probably at least considered it. Um, that would be the, the Baku home planet from Star Trek. No, nobody? Oh, huh. Well, uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, so the Baku home planet um is featured in star trek 10 9 or 10 it is uh it's it's from insurrection and uh essentially it's this planet that is surrounded by this gaseous cloud substance and it 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 essentially um gives you endless long life and it gives you rejuvenation so you not only do you stay alive you stay healthy i don't know if it's endless long life but you're just constantly uh your body is taking care of itself and so even if you go back to the planet, you go to this planet as an older person, your body will start to heal and return to its kind of peak form. And then just the the culture there is very kind of laid back. It's almost like uh, Amish living uh, minus the uh, minus the religious aspects where it's just, you know, peace and, uh, you know, everybody getting along and we're all just living a simple life. And that just sounds excellent to me because I'm almost 30 and I'm not I'm not going to try and claim I'm some brilliant, wise person. But if I could just have my level of wisdom and discernment that I have now applied when I was 18, it's man, what I could do with this amount of knowledge and a body that's stretched that much farther and to be able to just stay in a place where youth isn't wasted on the young and you can you can learn these lessons and then actually apply them in a way that's a little more tangible. I think that is uh, about as good as it gets. So is everyone there like humans or is it an alien species? They are all humanoid. They are all played by human actors and there is no makeup. Hmm. Um, so if they are Aliens, they are the type of Star Trek aliens that are basically just humans. I yeah, there's really no, like no that answer because you could have just said humans. Well, yeah, Star Trek's a, a daunting uh, topic to try and even begin to wrap your head around. So they, I think they're essentially humans. I could be way off. It's been a minute since I've seen Insurrection. It's not one of the more critically acclaimed ones, but I actually really like it. So I, I will, might go back. I will say for Star Trek, I don't know much about it, but I think the holodeck sounds cool as I'll get out. 
Holodeck. Holodeck's badass, man. There oh, Holodeck has some of the, like Holodeck is a good time. And technically speaking, in the time of the movie, uh, or and going after the movie, there is leftover Holodeck technology on the planet. So Ooh. you could uh you could make use of that if you so desired. Yeah, um, but also you basically just have this gorgeous planet where it's like, man, you could just go hike in the mountains and just swim in the lakes and do your thing all the time. And I, I really don't think you'd get too bored if you could just have, you know, just the beautiful vistas that the planet offers and then just the the physical ability to be constantly going off and doing stuff in nature. I think I don't think I'd get bored at all. I, I don't even know that I'd need the holodeck. Bread bakeability scale. Where's it at? Ten. Okay. Ten. That's how I'm going to start rating worlds now. With Fresh your bread wheat on, uh, <laughs> not on tap, but it's on hand. You you know, you just go out, you farm your own ingredients. You make, yeah, it'd be, it'd be organic. Ooh, it's upcharge it. <laughs> it's good to know. I don't want to, if you guys are going to write stories, I don't want any story where you can't bake bread in it. I don't want to hear it. Well, in my novel, you can make bread. So I, uh, I haven't really given it any thought, but technically there have been no rules implemented in anything I've ever Ooh. written that oh. would pres- deter the baking of bread. Lucian, just because you said that, I'm going to make a thread where bread is like there's no bread in the world. I'll make it depressing for you. And, and watch the people in the universe crumble. Yeah. Societies will fall. I mean, for Everybody real, no bread would be rough. And even brown rice bread for your celiac people. Insane, insane. All right. And then you also one. have the Baku home planet, right? Because your number one and two are already taken. No, but close, though. I've never been a Star Trek fan, man. I'm going to be honest with you. It's not for everybody. you gotta be, uh, You got to be pretty intellectual. Yeah. It's really just for smart people. Did you just call him stupid? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, honestly, like, kind of, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it was a joke. I didn't mean it. But, uh, yes, I absolutely no, just I called mean, him stupid. You you don't fair, like Rick and Morty because we you were don't understand. About books and I was like, ooh, the only book I read I think this whole year is the Bible. I don't think I, ever, I didn't pick up a book at all this year. I still got some time. So you you proofread some. Of, I mean, there weren't any of the books, but you proofread some of my work. So you know, there's that. Was it this year? I think so. Yeah, I think the the Revolutionary oh. War one would have been early this year. That was yeah, early this that year. Was, that was, that was really good. Thanks. I, was uh, about that. I, I, wish, was, I wish the publishers thought the same, but you know, can't win them all. I'm a real writer because I got a rejection letter. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Did you frame it? Uh, I have it hanging up on my wall. You should frame it. It makes frame me strive sure. to be better. Hey, do you have a date on it? Uh, I mean, it's just the email, rejection email, so there's a date on it. Yeah, I would frame it and put a date on it for sure. I'll make a copy and send it to you. Uh, I'll frame it. I'll frame it for you and I'll send it back to you. Thanks. That's like my hand. <laughs> All right. My number one is Harry Potter in the Wizarding World. There we go. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I did a lot of research, man. The whole, yeah, I think I already said this, but the whole like one earth really threw me off. I, it was so hard to pick which one, which earth I wanted to pick, but it's just like a non-brainer, man. I think the only difference though is I wouldn't graduate Hogwarts. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'd probably drop out second year. <laughs> At 11? Honestly. You say, I'm done with this. I'm done. Yeah, I'd be like, I, I mean, now that you said 11, I feel like that's aggressive. How many years do you get Seven, to right? Anymore? Seven, yeah. It's essentially middle oh. school and high school. Ten, ten oh, to 17. Okay. I thought it was just, I guess that makes sense because Harry did not look uh, teenager. Lou's like, all right, I learned how to bake bread with magic. I'm out. <laughs> I would, at least, okay, I would at least try to finish middle school. Wait, no, that is right. I would, okay, junior year when the wizarding... Uh, SATs would come up. That's the owls. I'd drop out. Oh yeah, fifth year. Yeah, that's. I would. I would drop off fifth year because I wouldn't. I need everything. I but like, 
I try to look this up. Are are people that was only Harry not allowed to use magic as a teenager? No, anyone anyone outside of the school cannot use magic. It's uh, some law of underage magic or something. Yeah, if you're like, under seventeen. Yeah, I, honestly, I probably give you a page number and everything where it's at. I can't quite give you a page number. I do a lot. <laughs> I, do, I mostly do it through audiobooks. Hashtag low vision reading. Um, I bet you that's actually a hashtag somewhere. Um, I was like, is that a hashtag? Are you part of? No, the, I, I made it up, but it, it very well could be. I'll real. look on X. Uh, I wonder how long it's going to be before X instead of Twitter stops being funny just for its own merit. Yeah. So basically, if you are, uh, if you have not yet, I don't know if it's if it's you're under seventeen. Yeah, because you don't have to graduate because you you graduate after you turn seventeen. Uh, so if you're under seventeen, you are not allowed to use magic outside of the home or outside of school. But if your parents are magic users, the spell that's essentially cast on you that alerts the government to you using magic really just uh, it just detects magic in your vicinity. And so if you have magic parents, you can kind of get away with it because they can't tell who's casting the spell. Mm. Uh, But Harry can't because he uh, one, his family he lives with already hates wizards. And then two. Um, it's technically illegal. I didn't know that they cast a spell on you. And I'm assuming there's a way to like, with the the brothers, the redhead brothers. Friend George. They, yeah, I feel like they would find a way to get rid of that spell. Yeah, I. It, the, it is very much. Uh, they don't really go into the trace too uh, deeply, and I believe there's some uh, some slight plot shakiness. Why don't they have that for the? The unforgivable curses just have it like a radar. You know, like if you pee well, in a pool, it turns blue. So just alert like nice. the, the ministry where they are. Yeah, Wait, I don't know. Have you ever peed in a pool before? Never. Allegedly. Oh, I've never peed in a pool. Wait, really? No. <laughs> I peed. As a kid, I, I peed in a ton of pools. Not an adult. I will say, by when I turned 18, I let that pass behind. Continue. I'm sorry. 17, 364 days old. Pissed in the pool Pissed the last in time. the pool. Pissed <laughs> Which houses are you guys? Hufflepuff, sadly, I think. What? You're, yeah, that's man. the that's that shit. That is the most like most people are like, yeah, Hufflepuff. Yeah, we're the we're the underdogs. But you're like, yeah, I'm a Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. You, you're just ashamed. Uh, I mean, like, what is it? A badger? Yeah. Also, yellow is just not my color. <laughs> you know, it's just like Becca's gonna be so sad when she know. hears this. You probably get a text from her. I just like I I feel like I, I you know you know you know, everybody wants to be Gryffindor. Gryffindor. That's where I'm at. Yeah, that's what I thought. They're just the loudest of the group. Let's play a fun little game. I already know your house. Lou, what house do you think I'm in? Uh, assuming Ravenclaw. Oh, I'll take it. Slytherin. Um, yeah. Are you Slytherin? All day. Which, Slytherin gets a bad rap, I will say. Like, I agree. And I mean, I mean, to be fair, she never writes in, like, a normal Slytherin character. So, like, is a bit of a, I would argue it's a small falter in the world building. You know, that there's things that people say that imply that there are just normal people who end up in Slytherin. Ominous is pretty and, cool. Uh, Ominous was from the game, yes? Yeah. So he was. He honestly, I, I never finished the game, but he was pretty solid. The biggest problem I have with the games is none of your decisions mattered. They wrote it in the way, so no matter what you oh chose, there is no weight, and it was disappointing. Yeah, it, it was supposed to be like, like they made it try to feel like what you did mattered, and it absolutely did not. I wanted to be running around killing, doing the killing curse. I think like I used it with a professor once, and he said like, "Oh no, don't do that." But like I wanted like the my <laughs> skin, you know, start losing my nose and everything. I want to just look evil and have all the students like. Scared of me? No, they're just like, oh, you know, 
can't use the killing curse in Hogwarts. I'm like, gosh dang it. I gave yeah. up on the game when the so that one girl was talking crap about how better of a flyer she is. Oh yeah. I actually gosh. smoked her and I was like, this game sucks. <laughs> yeah, she Yeah, it definitely better. it was a very wide and not very deep. Exploring like, the castle it, was game, fun. It, I'll tell you what, it, the I'd say the first fifteen hours easily were great where the like the wonder of how big the map was and how detailed it felt and just all there was to look at and explore that was super cool but once you kind of just once you it, it, the gameplay loop was so bland and it was just such a basic game there was really nothing to make it interesting that i thought the the combat was almost really really interesting but just kind of fell a little short for me yeah i wanted it to be so much better than it was and i think the i think this trick would have been doing less with it I think they tried to have a little bit for everybody instead they had just a little bit for everybody. Do do the wizards ever get the internet? Because that might be a deal breaker. Not to my knowledge, but I think I'd be... Although, realistically, you could definitely get the internet as a wizard. Because there are villages that are mixed wizard and non-wizard people. So if you just lived in a non-wizard area, you could get... Like, all the Muggle stuff is there for the taking. Well, uh, then you get shunned for using Muggle stuff. I mean, look at Arthur. I don't know that I necessarily need to be in wizarding society so much as I just kind of want to be able to do the w- wizarding stuff. I agree. All right. Well, next week, I think Mike is going to be out. He is uh, heading to Hollywood to shoot uh, some big time movie. Something like that. So what we're doing is still up in the air. We're kind of maybe we're going to Lucian and I will bring the wives in. We're kind of discussing what that's going to look like. So um, it'll be a complete surprise when you're listening next week. Well, other than that, thank you for listening to this episode of the Top Podcast. If you enjoyed it, be sure to like, comment and subscribe if you're on YouTube. And if you're on Spotify or Apple Music, give us a five star and leave us a review and we'll read it on the podcast. And even if it's a one star review, as long as it's about Mike, he'll take it. You just want to feed that algorithm. Other than that, I hope you guys have a fantastic week and may the force be with you. Thank you.